You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We wanted men. Jason, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How are you doing I, this morning? I am good, dude. I yeah, I guess every now and again I struggle because it's like you don't want to go. Welcome to the Smugglers Galaxy podcast, and welcome to the Smugglers Galaxy podcast. Yeah, you don't want to sound all much? like maybe a little bit, just a little. Bit. All right, I'll take it down. <laughs> I see you got your coffee. Yeah, well, I'm. I've actually cut back this week. I'm trying to do less coffee because uh-huh. I could just deal with less stress and anxiety in my life. So, right. Jeez. But when you're on a podcast, you need to be awake. I have extra coffee for that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Anything fun and exciting happened this week? Yeah. Tons yeah? of stuff. This was the week for me. Was it really? This is a big week. Well, well I, I got my Wilbur Hood costume. Oh, yeah. The orange jumpsuit, which is pretty cool. So I tried that on and I'm like, oh no, I've gained too much weight. It doesn't fit. But I was wearing like a, a sweater and then like a collared shirt underneath that, like a button up. Why were you wearing so much clothes? It was kind of chilly on Monday. Oh. Plus I have all these sweaters from New York. I got to wear them. And I only have like a four month period where I can wear all my sweaters. Yeah. So when I was finally taking the sweaters off, it all fit. So I'm, I'm good. All right. Well, when did still you, lose to weight, lose a couple pounds. Because wouldn't you wear that with nothing under, just like normal? I guess it's an overall. Yeah, so nothing you underneath. Wear, yeah, nothing underneath. So when you see me in Wilbur Hood at Celebration, there's nothing underneath. I am a true commando. <laughs> no, I'll swinging in the wind. A t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that came. I also got, oh, this is just going to be a gluttonous report here. Do I also it. got five out of the six Walmart. Clone Wars troopers, the Clone uh-huh. Wars figures, the Tartakovsky. I'm not saying that right this morning. I got those figures. And unfortunately, I think one or two out of the f- no, two out of the five were in good condition. The other three were bent cards. The Arc Trooper had a fractured, splintered bubble. Um, I was watching, I was working from home. So I'm looking out my window, watching FedEx deliver them. And he's just like swinging because they came in bags and he's just swinging (laughs) the bags back and forth. And I'm like, who knows how much damage that just gave it. And I'm seeing people online ordering like six of these figures to guarantee that they get one good one. There, there is no need for that crap, dude. Well, if you want a good figure, how are you going to do it? Yeah. And like, and it's like. My, my, my thought is that Walmart should give a shit but they don't they won't so it's i think it's on hasbro to like box these figures up as they ship them out mm-hmm. but yeah i just it's a sad state where you have to order six of the same figures to ensure that you have one 
and then you return five damaged figures. Right. Well, maybe Hasbro will learn, but they won't. I, no. So those came, and then I got some mock-ups, Action Fleet mock-ups. Yeah. Episode one, um, I got the Royal Starship, and that's a cool piece because it's in a white box, so there's no printing on the box itself. It's like a true mock-up. It's old. It's got some aged spots on it, I'll say. Um, there's two lines on the front. And I was like, I didn't understand what those lines were first. So someone took a blue pen and they made dotted lines on the front of these packages. And it wasn't until I got it that the um, the action fleet comes with like a little figure. And the figure was on the left side of the box. And somebody had pulled it off and then re-glued it kind of more towards the middle. Uh-huh. And it was almost like they're using those lines to line up. This is where it was. We don't want it here. And they used the second line to line up where we want it in the packaging. So it was kind of cool to see that production process kind of displayed in this piece. All right. The other one I got was the droid control ship. So if you remember from episode one, it looked like a Death Star with like a rounded, like a C-shaped ring around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that as an action fleet. The only note on the back is to clean up the texturing. And so I went online to try to find one to buy. And I never, I didn't realize that those were the two rare ones to get. Like, huh. those came out at the end of the episode one line, and so those are the tough ones to get, where you have to spend a couple hundred bucks to buy those, those in the box. That sucks. Yeah, I didn't realize so. that stuff got that expensive. Yeah, yeah, those are the rare ones, unfortunately, and of course, and I probably won't be able to find. One. There's like nothing on eBay right now, and I didn't find any of the the closed sales, so. I have no clue how rare those are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would You're imagine supposed to know everything about me. Action Fleet, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to close down this show. We're not talking anymore. Well, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I got those you. in. Yeah. No, it's all good. So I got those in, and those are pretty cool. I was also afraid because I was opening the box. I'm like, this smells like cigarette smoke. Holy crap. I was afraid that they were like in a smokehouse. Uh-huh. Smoke filled house for 20 years because I mean, episode one is what 22 years ago or something like that. But it just ended up being the boxes that they were shipped in smelled like cigarette smoke. I hate when that the, happens. Yeah, the boxes themselves, the action fleet do not smell like cigarette smoke. That's good. And you actually shared some stuff on those uh, in the chat because, like, the, the, uh, the notes or whatever are photocopied, which you found out were okay. Yeah, I um, messaged Anthony Pagano. Uh, who's the the guy who knows a lot about the pre-production and the Hasbro production. And I asked him, you know, these are photocopied, the, the notes on the back, the sign-off. And he said, that's not a red flag. He's seen multiple items with photocopies like that. So it's probably just like saving time. And, you know, instead of having to write something out three or four times, you just make a photocopy of it. Yeah, which is awesome because, huh? Which is okay. awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> Which is good for me because I got an action fleet thing with the photocopied on the back of it. And I was like, I thought it was fake. And I was like, I, I kind of, you know, chalk it up to, you know, whatever. You, you're going to get ripped off, quote unquote, whipped off at least once in the hobby. Um, lesson learned type stuff. And then you found out that, no, no, it's perfectly fine and it's legit and don't worry about it. So it goes. It's still in my, you know, I didn't never moved it out of my collection, but now it, it's like a, whew, we're good. You froze. Yeah. 
Did I freeze? You can hear me. I can hear you. Am I there? Can you see me? Hello? Uh, you're back. I'm back. What did you say? I said, <laughs> it, it, now my internet's unstable. Jesus. You know, I thought that I could have good, oh, good. internet. It's not me. No, it's my internet. Let me fix that because I hate, I don't. I, you streaming you know, anything? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if my wife's upstairs. I know she was watching Big Brother, but I don't think that was on streaming, but she may be streaming something. I'm going to, I'm mother. Okay. There we go. I keep forgetting that I do my, uh, all my stuff on my phone is through my fingerprint. So I don't remember passwords. And when a password comes up, I freak yeah. out and then it's like, Oh, give me your fingerprint and you're good. <laughs> so, but anyway, I don't know how much got cut, cut out, but I was talking about how, um, my stuff was good because, um, crap hold on let me get this prioritized device there we go um i was scared of it being a, a fake and but then when you did your research i realized it wasn't a fake and i didn't even think about doing research because it was only 100 bucks it, it was aggravating but I, I didn't even think of reaching out to people to see if if you know it was real or not so now it's like it's real yeah, if you ever want to if you ever want to sell that piece let me know i know i don't know if i will <laughs> Cause it's yeah. got a wampa in it, damn it. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if they're what what stage is like. Are those hard copies? They can't be hard copies, but are they first shots? You know, what are the it? What's inside of them? Right, because uh, it has even has like the instructions or the warning labels or whatever in the bottom of the bubble. So if it if it if I don't think they're hard copy or first shots or whatever, I think it's like one step away from being production. Or they were putting everything together to say this is what a production piece is yeah. going to look like, you know? Right. The card, like the cardboard. I think everything else is production, and then the cardboard's the, the part that's uh, the pre-production stuff. But you pick anything else fun up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not over yet. It's not over yet. Yeah, I brought in my my other display case. And I put that next to the other one and I filled it with vintage. I got all the vintage around my room and I put it on this one display case. I have more vintage than I thought. A lot of the figures are beaters, but I do think that I want to concentrate on trying to replace the beaters with something more, less beaded, I guess, <laughs> more well-loved. Yes. Um, I saw like a, re a rebel, uh, Endor rebel trooper for like 30 bucks with a, with a blaster. And I'm like, that's not a bad price. I might pick that up. So I might try to do like once a month, try to get something. That's cool. Yeah, you're, you're gonna I, have to with the way prices are going. Yeah, I um. So I brought in that case. That case was like much heavier than the first one. We were all like, "What the heck was in that case?" Mm -hmm. Which is weird because I had to saw out part of it to make that um, vent to go underneath it. So it's like less weight in theory than the first one. I don't know. Anyways, but I also got a first shot salacious crumb, 1983. Oh, dumb. Ah! Yeah, that's a I made big that one, deal dude. A while. Yeah, I made a deal a while ago for that one, and uh, because of COVID, because of Omicron, it was delayed in getting to me. It was also coming from overseas. And I didn't want to make any announcements because I don't need anybody hanging out at my house waiting to pick that up. So, yeah, that finally came, and it's a cool piece. And um, I didn't realize before that Salacious Crumb has numbers on the back. Uh huh. Uh, on the back of his neck, one through seven. This one is number five. So I went out and I found uh, 
a number five at uh, that last um, toy show at, at Powder Springs. Uh-huh. Uh, AVT had one. And so I picked up one of those. So I was able to put the production version of that same first shot next to the first shot itself. He's got a big N on his stomach. He doesn't have a tail. And so I'm comparing the two and I'm looking at them and it does look like there's more detail. Like the details are better in the first shot than they are in the production run. But I don't know if it's my brain, you know, matrix matrixing things and trying to convince myself that there's more detail there than there really is. You're right. I do know there's a ton more detail in a hard copy than there is anything else because of the, you know, the process. Yeah, this wasn't supposed to be a hard copy. It was supposed to be a first shot that was acquired from a Kenner employee. And it's got the spool, the sprue between his feet, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's also got a um, the remnant of like where his his head was touching the sprue at the top. Like there's just a little piece of plastic up there, too. So it's kind of cool. Awesome. It, no, it's not kind of cool. It is freaking cool. <laughs> I, I'm so passive with my language. Sometimes it's like. It you may just, be cool. I don't know, but no, it is pretty freaking not, cool. Not, dude, you need to, yeah, because not many people can say they have a first shot vintage Kenner in their collection because those things are hard to come by. Yeah, and I was told, I don't know how accurate this is. There's less than the number of fingers on your hand like for the salacious crumb. I don't know if that's true or not, which would mean there's like only five first shots. Again, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I was told. Yeah, Probably I believe be. it repeating it but yeah it was it's awesome and uh it's kind of weird because he is an accessory uh-huh. but he's also a character that they released and like he's an accessory to job of the hut you would buy the job of the hut but it's like do i have the character first shot or do i have an accessory first shot <laughs> and how do you classify that well he's definitely a character but but he's also an accessory to job of the hut yeah However, your brain needs to work it out, man. That's what he's a character to me. I guess that's all that matters, right? Exactly. You love him. I love him. I love Evil Kermit. I thought about putting together like a salacious throne, but then I just decided not to. Mm -hmm. I put all my vintage stuff together and I thought that was pretty cool. Did you decide if you're going to get it graded? I haven't decided yet. I don't feel like the need is there right now, but maybe in a year or so, I'll Mm -hmm. just. Because what we're about to talk about is investment. Turning the the hobby is turning yeah. into an investment field, investment market. So, I think that would be the smart choice: is to mm-hmm. get it certified, to get a letter, to get it graded. I'm not really concerned about the grade itself. It's just the the providence that this is what I say it is that it is a first shot. So, if something were to happen to me, my wife can say I've got this, and she's guaranteed, and I've done all the work for her. You know, right. She's guaranteed to be able to make this sale. I've been talking a lot. Do you have it? What did you get this week? Um, I haven't gotten anything officially yet, but my uh, Mandy found some bootleg ceramics that I'm waiting to come in. That she found them, I guess, on OfferUp. That they were like from two months ago. Yeah. And one was a Jabba, uh, and one was a shoot. Which one was the other one? Maybe an Ewok, and then the other one was a the Vader one, which I have a ton of Vaders, but. The Vaders are sort of like my my kryptonite because it it's sort of like my wampas. I want to army army build those, and if I I've got a price point, if I can find a Vader ceramic Vader for like 20, 30 bucks, I pick it up. I don't even care what it looks like, just so that I can, you know, army build them. I've got like this would be my fourth one, uh, and then I've got a you know Vader mug, and then I've got like a Vader head. 
um, which I, I can't explain it. I don't understand it, but um, I think that's it. I haven't really, I'm, I'm kind of, what else? No, I got the slides. So we know about the slides. I talked about those. I talked yeah. about the, um, the three PO unproduced micro collection. Cause I got that last weekend. I picked that up from TK this week. And then uh, they were doing at their ABT live sale, they were doing like this thing that, you know, they had stuff for cheap. If you, if you made a, made a claim, they did like stuff for like dirt cheap, like $5. Uh, one of the things that kind of killed me because I already have them all that from Justin, but they did the, uh, they did a bunch of galactic heroes prototypes for like five bucks a piece. And I'm just sitting there going, damn it. I already have them all. Um, but they had a like um, Shadows of the Empire, like 10 collector 10 with like some metal uh, cards in it. Yeah. That It was sealed, but it was from the 90s. So I'm like, screw it. And I opened it. I picked up one of those for like five bucks and they were, it's some cool little metal cards, a nice little 10. The cards are metal and they're in plastic and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know where the art is from. I'm assuming it's from either the comic book or a comic cover or whatever, but they had, you know, had a Boba Fett and had the Chewbacca. I'm just, I'm going by memory because they're upstairs and I only looked at them once, but Oh yeah, that was cool. And then my wife picked me up some uh, back to the future. They did a back to the future animated run of toys, you mm-hmm. know, little figures. She picked up a couple of those off of one of her sites that she finds. Cause she, you know, she'll ask me cause at least I know what, she should be paying for them. And I think she paid like 12 bucks for three of them. Cause I'm like, they're 12 bucks a piece. And then it came with, it came with one of the uh, McDonald's toys, the DeLorean, which I was like, sweet. That wasn't in the ad, but I will take that too. So I've got a little decent McDonald's run of uh, back to the future toys going. Nice. Yeah. So I'm waiting on those uh, ceramics. I hope they make it. And then I'm just, I'm waiting on toy Lana, man. Just, yeah. Hoping, you know, that's in two weeks. So I'm hoping stuff will happen. I'm trying to make stuff kind of happen um, beforehand, trying to make some deals happen because I know certain people are coming and I've been trying to reach out to them to see if, you know, I can make a deal before. And it's just not been, hasn't, hasn't worked in my favor yet. That's yeah. You bring up a good point. I know we don't want to talk about celebration or the halcyon because the numbers of our people that downloaded the show last week are horrible. But I <laughs> might try. No, yeah, I might try to reach out to a couple of people before celebration. And say, hey, if you're bringing this, let me know. Yeah, or so, hey, bring this because yeah. I want it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. But then again, it's like, oh my gosh, we're we're. I don't know how much crap we're going to have to bring to celebration because every time, you know, if we get a club table and Orion keeps going, I want to bring this and I want to bring that. I'm like, in my back of my mind, I'm like, dude, we're flying. We can't make it the table look, the table will look good, but it can't be like that awesome because unless we divide the crap between 10 people, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. I agree. Uh, and then I when think, you were, uh, go ahead. And then when you were talking about checking baggage, Mandy looks at me and it's like, you know, you have to pay to check a bag. I'm like, yeah. shit. All right. That blows that idea. Cause it's like 30 bucks each way. So it is what it is. I mean, it's yeah. once in a lifetime thing. I want to make sure that I have the things that I want for celebration oh, yeah. and it won't fit into an overhead bag. You know, yeah. I gotta, I gotta bring it. So I guess we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. I gotta even, cause I think even, when you got to get everything approved through Lucasfilm, I don't know a hundred percent yet. So I don't even know if that banner would be good. 
but they need to let us know because we've got three months to get everything ready and that's not enough time. Yeah. We needed, we needed to, it yesterday. Yeah. I got to figure out how we can make things on the fly. If, if Lucasfilm doesn't approve of things. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a banner week. Yeah. I got to be careful because at the first of the year, we were talking about our collecting goals and I said, I wanted more vehicles, but I, been more specific and say i want more micro machine vehicles because i got action fleet now yeah well at least it's in the ballpark right yeah it's in the ballpark i'm not it sounds complaining but i'm really not i swear (laughs) i swear yeah you're getting prototypes which is important yep yep check check yeah are you what are you uh i mean i know when a toy line is in two weeks, do you have any goals or anything that you're looking forward to? Do you have a checklist yet? My only goal is to get through the art auction. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't have a checklist going by what they had last year. It was a lot of modern, a lot of target throws up on someone's booth. Um, now that I've got that vintage uh, case, yeah. I need to fill that out. So anything vintage, I guess I need a star Wars book. Uh, a paperback because I have the first edition Empire and Return of the Jedi paperback. So I want okay. the Star Wars paperback. Um, yeah, anything vintage, I guess. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep my net wide open so I don't miss anything. You know, like if I'm just searching for the one thing, I'm going to miss all that other stuff. That's what I hate about where I'm at with my collection because it's like I'm looking for like specific pieces. Yeah. And then you do, because like, that happened to me when we went up to Nashville a couple of years ago. You're looking, you have X number of dollars and you want to buy this one piece and then you miss out on a whole bunch of other cool stuff because you're looking for that one piece. Yep. So, yeah. What about I, you? I, I'd like to find some Bill and Ted prototypes, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. That's the wrong yeah, venue for that. It is totally the wrong venue. If I could find some sealed micro machines, my, micro collection. I'll take those. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find some sealed micro collection stuff. That's sort of where my focus is right now as far as vintage. Uh, if I can find a good price on a... I, last year, somebody had some uh, revenge proofs, but I think he was wanting too much for them because they were graded. And, yeah. you know, it just depends because you, you never know, man. We, we were walking and somebody had a sealed 3PO case for 75 bucks. And I don't even collect sealed cases and I'd have picked it up because it was such a good deal. You did? No, I would have. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've learned that you need to ask if you see something in a booth, ask about it because it's probably for sale. Yeah. So I... I I'm looking for oddball crap. I'm looking for the the ceramic oddball ceramic. Looking for, yeah, I don't know. It, it it's gonna have to. It's oddball stuff is what I you know. If I can find one of the three PO uh, tape dispensers, that'd be cool. Maybe an electronic toothbrush, which I missed out on a couple of weeks ago. But I don't know. We'll have yeah. to see. I'm in the same boat. I just go hang out, see what's going on, survive the toy auction. The art auction. Art auction, sorry. The toy auction. Why don't you say what the, the art auction is for people that are listening that don't know what it is? Yeah, so the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors usually hosts a charity charity art auction of some sort a couple of years ago, right before COVID. Um, I think it was Justin put together a, an art, art auction with um, the Darth Vader cases. Yes. Which turned out to be a lot to ship, right? 
Yeah, it was. It was well. What with COVID, we had to end up doing because that's the year Toyland was canceled. So we ended up doing virtually, and uh, it ended up running. I think it, for like fifty bucks a piece to ship. So it 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 bit it ate into the you know people had to be willing to pay that extra fifty dollars for something to ship because it was not easy because you you know they're nice and it's not like a normal Vader case where you could have just thrown it in a, in a box and don't care what happened. Not, you know, if yeah. it gets banged around, it's no big deal, but these, you yeah. wanted to take the extra steps. Yep. So, so uh, this year to kind of help with that shipping aspect, um, we've decided to do like an 11 by 14 uh, canvases and we've asked artists to paint something inspired by a, an action figure, a vintage star Wars action figure. And I tried to limit them to doing like, so there's only one Darth Vader piece. Or there's only one Chewbacca piece. There's only one Salacious Crumb piece. Like there's only uh, one piece per figure. So there's not like four different Darth Vaders that are competing. And so, uh, so it's an art auction to benefit the Children's Health Care of Atlanta. All the proceeds will go to that. Um, it'll start March 18th and go through the 20th. We have art from Tim Thiel, RJ Owls, Richard Wadsworth, um, Stu Kesselman, uh, Jeremiah, blanking his last name. Um, he's a he's a big artist. Hold on, I don't. Um, artistic. Jeremiah Pantoja. Yeah. Yeah. So him. Um, we might have someone else who might be doing something with duct tape. I'm not sure yet. We're just gonna play around. Um, but yeah, that'll be online. It'll be like deal or no deal. So I'll post a photo. And you just up the bid. Um, and then we'll probably have to do something like if a bid comes in at 15 minutes at close, we'll extend it for another five minutes or something like that. Yeah. Just so everyone has a fair opportunity and then it just cools off um, after that. So I think that's what we're going to have to do. But it'll start on the 18th. It's an event outside of face. It's an event outside of the Georgia Alliance of Star Wars Collectors. So you don't need to be um, part of the Georgia Alliance. Uh, we'll have a QR code at our booth at Toylanta. So you scan that QR code. It'll take you to the event page. And you could bid there at our event page. We're going to do everything online. Um, if you're out of town, we just ask that you cover shipping because uh, everything else is going to be going towards CHOA. And so and it should be easy to ship because it is just a canvas. Yeah. It shouldn't be too much more than $5, I, I don't think. So. I, I'd probably say 10 to 15 because you got to, you know, we're going to take time with it and make sure it's packaged right. So I would assume right. like 15 bucks on the safe so, side. Safe side is that I have a bunch of bubble wrap from things that I've gotten over the years. So I'll be able to recycle that. Hopefully that'll help cut down costs and awesome and whatever. But yeah, so uh, I have the art pieces. We have about 10 so far. I think we'll get 11 or 12. We're releasing one a day on the Georgia Alliance page. So if you're not part of that group, sign, sign up, join us. Um, it's just great to be part of the conversation. And uh, yeah, that's the art auction. Yeah, it hope, should be I fun. to survive it. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too bad. I mean, what are you doing Sunday at whatever time it closes? Are you going to be at Toylana? Are you going to be, I know you've got family stuff going on Saturday family night. Family stuff Saturday night, yeah. Okay, but you'll be there all the rest of the weekend. I hope so, yeah. Awesome. I got to buy my tickets. No, you don't. <laughs> We're so. supposed to get at least two tickets for the club table and Okay. With all the work you're putting in, one's got your name on it. All right. <laughs> so so we, we'll have, uh, yeah, I have, 
the tripods. I've got the art. We'll just have to make sure we take both because I don't. Those are my wife's tripods or, or tripods. Um, easels. Easels. <laughs> oh man, hold on. Let me take another swip of this coffee. Swip <laughs> of this coffee. Yeah. I, well, now that we've we've kind of just we're talking about toy shows and stuff. Uh, let me just run over the list of all of the toy shows that are going to be in the area. Well, let me do the toy show chant. Toy show. <laughs> toy show. Toy show. So, like we said, March 18th through 20th is Toy Atlanta. That's in Marietta, Georgia. Uh, we will be hosting a, the Georgia Alliance will be hosting a toy swap uh, Saturday night. Uh, Atlanta Vintage Toys are, are presenting it. They have a, uh, a space that they're going to let us use to, uh, to host it. Uh, so that'll be March 19th from seven to probably around 10 and it may end earlier. I don't, I don't see it going till 10 because it ended kind of soon last, last time, but we, you know, we'll see, uh, Joe Fest is June 25th, uh, in Augusta. We've got, Oh, is that right? Hold on. I don't know. Cause that kind of, let me look that up. Cause I'm looking at one show that's the same weekend as joe fest which yeah june 24th through 26th is joe fest that's a bummer sorry um i'm just putting two and two together because there's another okay so joe fest and heroes con heroes con is a show in charlotte which i really enjoyed over the years uh they haven't had it for the past couple of years they're the same weekend which that really bums me out because i really wanted to go to heroes con this year and go uh, I, you don't have to go to joe fest i know but joe fest is a I don't know. The Heroes Con costs a lot more money because it's in Charlotte. Which one had better items? Joe Fest. Heroes Con is like a good mix between an art show, comic show, and toy show. Collectible show. But Joe Fest is like all collectibles. So. You go to Joe Fest on Saturday and Hero Fest on Sunday? Oh, Charlotte's about a five-hour drive. That's or four how? from here four for me oh is it i don't know how i don't know from joe fest how far it is because that's down south yeah it's like southwest (sighs) that's a bummer man anyway sorry uh legion con by our buddy chris hamer in smyrna is august 20th uh we've got the conyers toy show our our buddy dutch puts that on it's uh finally back after a couple of years that's in conyers uh december 4th uh, at the american legion hall of course celebration is may 26th through the 29th in anaheim and then the powder springs show is going to be april 2nd uh at powder springs at swap and and be looking at that because martin just released some stuff i think he's going to start limiting it to 60 people because it's getting out of hand i think really not out of hand it's 60 vendors okay um because wasn't it getting like way crazy last time um yeah i'm trying to i don't think you have more than 60 though at that last one i don't know i think he's just trying to keep it under control especially you know the weather's getting nice and people are the word's getting out so uh, look up his... Probably by the help of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. Probably. It every you know, two the, months. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be... It starts April. So it's like every other month. So it's April 2nd, then May, yeah. then June, August, then October, then December. Uh, second 
I guess it's the first Saturday of the month. Yes. But, uh, first Saturday of the month, every other month. So it'll, it's a fun show to go to. Yeah. But that's our toy show news. <laughs> Lots of money to spend. Yeah, oh my dude, August is gonna suck for us because it's hot. Uh, no, <laughs> humid. No, well, no, think of no April. Is it April? Oh no, it's August. I don't know. You t- yes, sorry. Because we're planning it's gonna be the powder spring show. Then it's gonna be uh our tar the tall the, the toy crawl. Then it's going to be Legion Con. So three weekends in a row, we're going to have toy stuff to do. It's going to be awesome, but my God, it's going to be, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Well, if you choose to spend money, yeah, it's if, going to be expensive. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. And then there's another show, another Legion Con that Martin's putting on in uh, the Gwinnett area, but I don't, I couldn't find the information on that. But when I get it, I'll, I'll share it with you guys. Started digging through those five dollar bins like you suggested, and and like the hobbies kind of shifted. Yeah, it's tough to find the deals now in those five dollar bins. Most of that stuff is just beater stuff. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't care, you know. They were just digging through, or you know, if they find a beater or whatever, or one that they throw it in a five dollar bin. And now people are starting. I think people are learning about the um, variants, so it's yeah. harder to find one in a five dollar bin. Yeah, people are starting to get educated about it. Right. Because yeah. the hobby's changing a oh, little bit. Gosh. It all started when Disney bought them. Yeah, it did. Disney bought Lucasfilm. Uh, the prices, because I guess people wanted to reclaim their childhood, the prices started to increase. Yeah, it went from when I first started collecting ten, uh, eight, nine years ago, you were able to find a figure for a buck. Uh, five, if you were paying $10 for a figure, you're why am i paying you know that was a lot of money now ten dollars is cheap um you know i remember picking a case up of a darth vader case full of figures up for forty dollars with weapons yeah (laughs) and paying like i paid 30 bucks for a millennium falcon in the box well with a beater box but still millennium falcon with the box was thirty dollars and i was like what the hell am i doing why am i spending this much money (laughs) so yeah i I wish i I could go back in time and tell myself just buy 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 because at that point what i was doing was you buy a collection and pick out what you wanted and then flip the rest to make your money back and i was still able to give people killer deals because you know you were getting stuff at at good rates and looking at 2015 here uh uh-huh oh this vintage action figure what is this site I don't even know if this is accurate, but like uh, Star Wars Darth Vader 12 back A, AFA 85 unpunched was selling for $3,700 in 2013. And that's when did the Disney bottom in 2013. So this is like right after Disney bottom. Yeah. And I'm trying to see if I can right, find right. one on Hank's uh, Darth Vader 12 back. They've got enough. Uh, well, yeah. There we go. There's a 12 back right now. How much was it? Uh, Darth, you, this is a 12 back A, Darth Vader. Uh huh. 3,700. That's not right. What is it at Hakes? Well, there's a Palatoy and it's only at $500, which, oh, it's a 70 plus, but uh, tw- there's a B uh, graded AFA 
uh, 85 and it's at 22 with 11 days left. Oh, so surprising. Yeah. I mean, they've got a 12 back, a Han Solo for 1500, 19 bids in December 3rd, 2013. I mean, I could just, this website could be nothing. Yeah. I don't get that. That number seems low. Uh, Luke Skywalker action figure, 12 back, 12A, AFA 80, $1,000. Well, now, C. huh? 12 back C, Luke Skywalker, AFA 80, 900, 69. Okay. That was because they're a 12 back B right now at Hanks is 35. 3,500? Yeah, with 11 days left. Yeah, a 12 so back is, B, hold on. 12 back B is at 3,500. Seven bids, 12 days left. So there's what, nine years later, there's yeah. an increase there. Um, let's see, AFA 12 back A Stormtrooper, AFA 80, $625. <laughs> Man. Turn back time. Yeah, no fooling. I would buy one of those. Uh, White Footer, 12 back A, Luke Skywalker, A to AFA, 60, 70, 85, $650. And that's 2013 again. Oh. I'm looking at this Darth Vader Palatoy. Why is it only at $500 with no bids? <laughs> and now I see a on eBay right now, AFA, 90. 12 uh-huh. back death squad commander they're asking $1500. Yeah. Or $15,000. Excuse me. There's a difference. Yeah, 15 100,000. That's a lot. That's a big difference, dude. Yeah, there's a 12 back a Ben Kenobi if a full 85s $12,000 on eBay. Yeah. Well, that seems straight, overpriced though. Well, that's a straight 85. That's people pay for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, people want to invest. Yep. And that's, that's the shift in the hobby right now is that these were just toys that were supposed to be played with. They weren't supposed to last more than four years. And here we're pushing almost 45 years and people are collecting them for investment. Yeah. Which, and, and it's starting to increase in, in value faster than, I don't know, faster than I can participate and buy in because people are going to be priced out of the hobby soon oh it's already happening man uh look at the last hanks auction that you had that sealed millennium falcon that went for 45k and it's on the next day or you know as soon as the guy gets it he's got it listed on whatever that sharing site is for yep. fifty thousand, where he's sharing shares of it Rally selling Road. shares of it huh rally road yeah which i don't yes. understand i guess i that makes sense but I, I don't know. You so say you want to spend, you're going to put a thousand dollars into something and watch it. Yeah. Like the thing that I'm, so the, they buy shares and they'll split it up. Some of those shares for like a uh, Luke Skywalker valued at like $10,000 is like $3, 378 or something like that. So you buy a share of it. Okay. But like to, to make an investment or to, to make money off of that investment, that item has to increase in value more than $10,000. Are we going to see like a twenty five thousand dollar 
Luke Skywalker 12 back A at some point? I don't know. And if the this... price, if it keeps rising, we probably will. That's insane. And so now's the time to buy this stuff up before, I guess, before it's outrageous and completely out of hand. I don't even yeah. know. Yet, uh, yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I can't buy anything right now for ten thousand dollars. No, I, I would hate to be getting into this hobby right now. Yeah, because it's going to cost somebody a lot of money to to a, a complete ninety two run is almost un, unattain unobtainable right now. Yeah, I was listening to David Quinn. Obviously, that's where we're getting all this information. David Quinn and Matt George were talking about all this stuff with Hakes, and they were filling in some of the backstory about rally road and and stuff like that and came to the conclusion that i'm only going to focus on return of the jedi card backs so if i ever buy something going forward they're plentiful they're not outrageously expensive so i think it's easier to access a return of the jedi card back and i'd be fine with that i, I i'm okay with that and then i just want open i like i'm not chasing these are toys that were played with. So I just want the toy and the, uh, the, the accessory. I don't need perfect, you know, they're going to have scuff marks. I don't, it's just not, it's not worth it to me. You know, I just want to have one of each. And so just to have one of each will be fine by me. Right. So I, I it's, I've kind of shifted where I'm thinking. Like I, when I first started out collecting, I'd be when I first started out, that's not right. And I guess a couple of years ago, 15 years ago, I decided that I'd, it would be nice to have the Star Wars on card, stuff like that. But I'm just, there's no way I can participate with the prices that they are right now. And so I think I just need to uh, figure out how I'm going to build a collection. I think the best way is to get well-loved figures with accessories complete and Return of the Jedi card backs. And yeah. I'd be happy with that. Oh, so yeah, I, I think even Return of the Jedi is right now. I mean, it's it's been a minute since I priced them, but last time I looked, they're running around the hundred bucks, weren't they? Yeah, Just, which is better than twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> well, and and the, the thing is, is all it takes is one person to notice something, or one person to say, "Oh, I can't." Like they were, what they were bringing up is. You know, people have been priced out of the 12 backs. So now all of a sudden the 20 A's, which are the free Boba Fett offer, that's sort of been the hot button. Yeah. And they, those cards were going for, you know, a few hundred dollars. Now they're hitting a thousand dollars pretty regularly, which blows my mind. But whatever, you know, you could buy a 12 back for a, a thousand bucks a couple of years ago is what they were saying. Yeah. If you watch your money. So yeah, it's like what's driving the value of these things? Is it the nostalgia? Is it the Bitcoin warriors trying to invest into something more materialistic? I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's a lot of. I think people are scared because, like, what or what I think it is. Let me rephrase. Look, what I think is going on is people like tangible stuff. They like being able to point at something and going, "This is my, this is my investment." Versus like a stock where if a computer crashes, you have nothing. You know, or, you know, you can't show, you can show a piece of paper, but you can't show, you know, you can't have a room full of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, this plastic is going to degrade. 
and disintegrate at some point. I mean, we see it and on fuzzing on some of the the characters. And so you're yeah. investing ten thousand dollars something that's eventually just gonna <laughs> turn to dust. Yeah. Just naturally turn to dust. Dude, that's what scares me. I was talking to one guy at a toy Atlanta. And he was saying, he was like, I hope to get rid of all these GI Joes before the, the band breaks. Because once the band breaks, I mean, these are men on car GI Joes. And he's like, once, once the band breaks, these things are basically worthless. Yeah. You're talking about the rubber band inside of them that kind of helps their flexibility and movement, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Because it, it does de degrade. They do dry out the rubber bands. They just <laughs> turn to dust. Yeah, some of this stuff is scary. When, because uh, I mean, even even though we're collectors, you think about you're you're thinking about it. It's like ninety percent nostalgia and maybe like ten percent collecting. Whereas other people are like a hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, investing. Which you, you've got to have a a little bit of a mindset of being an investor in some of this stuff because it does get expensive really fast. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it does. I don't want to say investors are ruining the hobby, but I think they kind of, you know, I don't want to be that cruel, but they're not helping because you do have something, you know, all of a sudden stuff's coming through the roof because people are like, Oh, well, this is an investment piece or, you know, yeah. like it's somebody will buy a, a you know, a early bird certificate sealed and, you know, that thing's going, you know, something that you could get for, for, relatively or is obtainable now all of a sudden it's not obtainable because you have people that want to invest in the piece and they've got the money it's sort of you know they got the money to push people around it's like when you when you're playing poker uh and you have the one guy that has beat every kicked everybody's butt throughout the game yeah. and he's got the biggest stash so he can just push you around yeah um and that's it, it it's happening in star wars and that, that kind of sucks because you you do have the person that could Bid, bid people up and win the piece. So, yeah, that's interesting because, um, yeah, I know you don't want to say, I think it's more of the outside investors coming in yeah, and disrupting things for the first-time collector, the people who are passionate and, and love Star Wars, not the people who see, oh, this is an item for investing in, and I'll turn around and make $20,000 one day. Um, but you got the Hasbro Retro Collection that's got the same look and feel. Is that a good alternative? If, if you can't afford Luke Skywalker at an open Luke Skywalker at 200 bucks, maybe you can get the retro collection, Luke Skywalker. Like, is that a, is that a good substitute? Uh, it depends on what kind of collector you are. I think some people, they do feel that is a good substitute or it's a good, you know, placeholder till you can afford a Luke Skywalker. But I mean, I was, when those came out, I was kind of hoping that it would, help level out the vintage line and it didn't it, it yeah. didn't help at all yeah. uh i think maybe because it didn't really flood the the market or like they thought because now then they've got people that are collecting those you know as a quote-unquote collection piece or they're buying a full case and and i you know i've got i don't have the og ones but i've got a mandalorian and a baby yoda one and i'd have to go hunting for them i don't know where they're at they just they don't as a as a vintage collection collector, they they kind of interest me, but they don't because I don't know. I think it's yeah, it, it just feels fake. But that's just me personally. But I know people that you know what if you can't afford a twelve back Luke, but you want to have the look of it, go buy the retro line. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. and because they're doing it, they've done it with He Man, they've done it with Transformers. Now they do, they're doing it with Star Wars. So why not? Yeah, Hasbro chases companies sometimes. They're looking for that Funko money when they do the holiday stuff. They're looking for that Super Seven money when they do the retro collection. And hence the reason why they're doing the Mandalorian and the retro collection to try to mimic what other companies are doing. They're not really uh, in- innovating. They're just chasing. Right. Chasing the dollars. But yeah, I mean, it's just an interesting thought that that could possibly be a solution to trying to get into the hobby. Uh, because who can afford that? I mean, you're looking at a $12 retro collection figure versus a, an open vintage Luke Skywalker for 150 100 bucks, whatever the case may be, depending on the condition. I still remember when I paid 20 bucks for my Luke Skywalker, and I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm paying $20 for a Luke Skywalker, Luke Farm Boy. Yeah, I've got a Farm Boy Luke with a blue lightsaber, and I bought it when I was in high school, maybe like 25 years ago. With the intent at some point replacing it, and I've never replaced it. Now it's that the price of the lightsaber alone, it could be 75 bucks. Yeah, if you get a good one. And so I'm just like, holy <laughs> crap. I remember selling a run of first 12 for 120 bucks and being like, wow, I can't believe I got that much. <laughs> now 120 bucks would pay for your layer, Leia. Yeah. The blaster and uh, hell, her blaster's 100 bucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I need a new Leia. I want to keep my Leia, so I think when I buy one, I'll, I'll put the the vintage scarf, um, robe and the vintage gun with what I have and just build it and replace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I just I want to finish that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, well, Toyland is going to be the place to do that because there's going to... I, I truthfully do, everybody's asking, you know, vintage, vintage, vintage Star Wars stuff, and it's like, I, I don't know. I've been to Toylanta that, you know, somebody brings out a couple of cases. I know I'm going back to Toylanta. I'm sorry, but I've been We're to talking Toy- about investing in, in the hobby though. So it's all yeah. related, but I've been to Toylanta where somebody opens up a couple of vintage cases and is like, I'll sell these figures to you for 10 bucks a piece. And then you buy them. And he's like, I, I paid like a quarter a piece for these. And I, I was happy because I was picking up mint pieces that I needed for yeah but you're talking years ago yeah though. i'm talking not, years ago not but, last year right correct i'm talking three four years ago don't it's this a difference now there's a difference now yeah 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 exactly but then okay let me start over i've been to some toy Lanas where never mind i'm losing my train of thought but no I've been to, you you go to some and there's a shit ton of star wars and you go to others and there's one guy with star wars so yeah you don't know what you're going to get every year at Toyland, which kind of makes it fun, but it's aggravating at the same time. But I feel like we're over the hump where you're talking before the hump when you could buy things for 10 bucks. We're over that hump where people are going to put their premium because they have to pay for their their booth. Right. And so you're not going to find a $10 figure oh. in the box somewhere. You're going to find the $50 figure, which maybe on a normal day you could find for $30. Right. Well, so, be, yeah. I'm definitely, whenever I go to a show, I add 10 to 20% on top of everything in my head. Yeah. Just because you've got to help these guys. These guys have got to travel. They've got to pay for their hotel room. They got to pay for food. It does. It's not cheap to vend at a toy show. No, it's not. And so that's why like, I'm not going for anything. Like if for some reason I've always the past couple 
toy shows, I've always been on the search for a good Greedo with a blaster. And I haven't been able to find one, so I'd probably be looking for that. I do have a, a hammerhead. He doesn't have a blaster, so if I can find one with a blaster, I, I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Horseman, um, I have one of those. I don't have the blaster, but in his walrus mouth or whatever, it's kind of scuffed up more than I would be comfortable with. Uh-huh. I know I'm here, I'm talking about, like, I don't mind if it's scuffed up, but, you know, I just want to make sure it's not major paint loss. Right. And so I could find one of those, I'd be happy with that. But what price am I going to pay? I don't know. You're probably going to pay 25 to 30 bucks a figure right now. Which I can do, but I'm afraid at a toy show, it's going to be 60. I don't think it's going to get that crazy. At some point it will. Yeah. Um, come on. I want to see something. Let's see all you want. Well, I'm looking at something. Are you, you know, up another YouTube video? Yes, totally. No, I'm looking at, uh, we had, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at prices because I've, I've, people are sharing stuff and I'm looking to see what people are marking their stuff at. And you're looking, the cheapest figure is 25 bucks, but these are complete figures for 25 to $50, depending on what they are. And they look good from what I could see. Yeah. Which right now that's even yeah that's a good deal for the, these figures I think are are a fair deal so if everybody's going to keep in that line you're going to get a good figure for thirty to forty dollars at Toylana thirty forty dollars it's a tough thing to buy I remember <laughs> up in that Na- I remember up in Nashville some there was like a a well loved cabinet. 50 bucks like all the figures in this cabinet were 50 bucks and these are not mint figures and i'm like this is insane jesus yeah and i'm gonna just... keep my mouth shut about that my opinion of that so i'm gonna keep my mouth shut so yeah i don't know what to uh yeah anyways it, it's getting expensive i don't know what to do in the hobby I, I guess i've already answered my question it's just to to complete my loose run and then to just get return of the jedi carded i think the low apple the the, the low hanging fruit would be a general Medine on card <laughs> yeah well i mean I the best thing at some point the, the best thing i could tell somebody who's new in the hobby is just spend what you're comfortable don't 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 go into credit card debt over this yeah but we're not talking about them we're talking about the investment it's like yeah the hobby has shifted into the investment market and, and I don't know what to say about that because it which does, is great it, if you have pieces because at some at some point you'll be able to retire right and then that's another thing it's like you talk to some guys and they're like it's time for me to get out or it's time for me like you did to sell all your or you didn't Jordan did sell all the TVC stuff or you sold all your comic books I mean I've got a short box of comics that I'm thinking I mean I can get I'm not going to get a lot of money for them but. If I can get 50 bucks out of them, I'd be happy because they're all freaking death of Superman stuff, you know, stuff. I have that those. You, yeah. Stuff that you're like, oh yeah, this will be great. And everybody collected them just like power of the force too. Um, but I'm and like, if a, I can, huh? There's no, oh, go ahead. If I can make 50 bucks off the short box, I'd be happy, but I don't I have know. This, I have this one comic series called the stuff of legend, which is like a dark version of toy story uh-huh. where these toys kind of go into a dark world to save their 
for lack of a better term, Andy from a dark toy, dark wizard kind of thing. And Disney bought the rights to the comic. And I'm like, this is going to pop. I'm going to have the first edition. I'm going to have this and that. And Disney never did anything with it. And now it's just like sitting there. Well, that's sort of like the whole thing that uh, it sounds like what Dave Filoni wanted to do with Disneyland or Disney World. Do a night at the museum, but make it Disney World. John Favreau, yeah. John Favreau, sorry. Which it still might happen, but we'll see. Yeah. There's reports this week about him and his deal with the Mandalorian. And uh, there's a reason probably why he wrote every single episode of Book of Boba Fett. He's getting cash reward for the success of this Mandoverse. Yeah. It's good for him. Yeah. We have to do a, a, a ret- not a retrospect, but like a, a culmination of every episode of the Boba yeah, Fett I need without to... the Boba Fett show without going too much into detail. Yeah. I think we do just to kind of see how things are to get our, we need to rewatch it. Do, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I need to, because I've got, I got feelings and I don't really, I mean, we could spend a couple of minutes on it because I, I think. No, we'll save it. We okay, need topics. Cool. Yeah. We'll <laughs> save it because I, I have a, I have a, Yeah. Yeah, don't don't do it all right now, and then we'll have nothing next week to talk about or the week <laughs> that, after. That's what sucks about freaking Book of Boba Fett. You're just like we had all these great, great, great topics. We had like six weeks where we didn't have to worry about topics, and now we're like, crap, we got to think of topics again. No, we'll be fine. Like this yeah. week, yeah, we're good. Um, it just it's, and then we got Toyland,a and then. We'll have a yeah, what do you plan on Toylanta? Do you plan on doing interviews out there? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, what we could do at Toylanta is we can almost do a live show at Toylanta with the Tascam because that thing records awesome. Just kind of set up at the club table one day. Do it live. We're doing it know. live. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 yeah, if that weekend, if that show's running a little late that week, please excuse us because Toyland knocks kicks our asses. It's awesome, but it is a it's a go, 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 go weekend because we've got stuff going on. It's like every night, it's we try to turn it into like a little mini celebration because there's stuff going on every week and we got people coming into town that's gonna want to see our collections. And yeah, we're gonna be busy that weekend. But yeah. I love it. I love Toyland, dude. It is I look forward to it every year. Uh I've been going for 10 plus or probably yeah, 10 years to Toylanta and it's, it's always a good time. And it's, I, I'm really getting excited finally about the toy community in Atlanta. Cause I think it's, it's at the cusp of something great and give it another six months to a year, maybe a little bit more. And the toy we're going to, you know, people are going to travel to come to Atlanta for the toy community, which is exciting for me yeah it's like how do you enhance that how do you kick that up to the next level to make sure that it continues growing we want it to to be a strong community right just star wars all toys and it's like what's the next step how do you take it there how do you make toy lanta the next uh cincinnati toy show or cleveland toy show i i don't know i think the the issue with ohio is it's got so much lore 
that Atlanta doesn't have because of it being Kenner country. And you people travel there to hope to find a first shot in a $5 bin. You're not going to find that. You're not going to find that right now. Because when I told that, I joked with the guy when we were up there, he's like, why'd you come up here? Because I want to find a rocket firing fed. He goes, you and every other person that walks through that freaking door. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. But the lore is there. You know, you know, the stuff's up there. But and and I, I say this with love, Cincinnati People know what the professionals up there in Cincinnati have that have that city locked down. I say it with love, but they know, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) There's an organized, yes, group who cornered the market. Yes, the market up there is already cornered, and people know who to go to when they find stuff. So. Yeah, and like you're not gonna get that in Toilanta. And if I can be frank, Joe Lanta seemed bigger uh because they had a convention center. You don't have a convention center in this area, you'd have to go like downtown. You need to okay. Did you go to you mean Joe Fest? Joe Fest. Because last yes. year was your first Toilanta, right? Last year was my first Joe Fest and Toilanta, and comparing the two, I mean you... Toilanta is worth worth it right joe fest was bigger you can't compare last year's toy lana to anything because it was the first year in that venue it was the middle of covid the venue didn't know what the venue didn't wasn't prepared um the you know they i don't think they knew what they were doing in that venue yet i'm i'm looking forward to this year because you know, it's the second year in the venue. I think the venue dropped the ball because from my understanding, a week before Toylana started, the venue's like, okay, we don't have bathrooms. We don't have a bar. We don't have this. We've only got five people. We, you know, we don't have staff. And Toylana's like, we've had this booked for a year. And they're like, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, but it's just a hotel ballroom. Like, how do you, there's a limit to what you can do and then they go downstairs obviously but you can't grow beyond what what's available there like mm-hmm. it felt like joe fest was bigger they had a whole convention floor yeah that's right yeah I, and i know when i've talked to toy lana they were trying to keep it that feel of a of a hotel ballroom because you can have rooms and stuff there maybe they need to move to a convention i mean there's i know there's a uh i think there's a cobb civic center if they want to stay in cobb county that that they could probably yeah. host it at which would be very similar to, to joe fest but do they do they want to lose that feel that they have because you you do have a certain feel when you're in a hotel ballroom versus a convention center and i don't know if that's yep. you know i know the the parking was an issue because a lot of places they were going to want to pay to park you know and they wanted to keep it free parking then maybe they'll change it in a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know if the Cobb Civic Center, if that's what it's even called. I know where it's at. I know roughly where it's at. I don't know if it's free parking or not. I don't know if it's close to hotels. That may be an issue, but you would think that there'd be hotels down there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's where I work down there. Do you work I down there? Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention next time. I drive by it, but I know... I see the sign. I don't, I kind of drive around it. So I don't know. Yeah. But I know there's a couple of quick trips and there's stuff, there's stuff around there. You could make it work, but 
we're we're armchair quarterbacks. We don't know what Toyota wants to do. It, it it's still, I mean, if they want to grow, that's what I'd do. I'd look for a convention center. Uh, but like I said, I don't know what they want because it was it was held in that Marriott for years until they grew out the Marriott and moved it to the one in uh, Cobb County. Yep. I don't know, but um, I do have an interesting. Just just think about this. And this is totally the World Congress Center is building a hotel right now on World Congress Center property. Where's World Congress Center? That's over by the Georgia Dome or the Mercedes Benz oh. Dome or whatever. It's downtown. It's the major, major, major uh, convention center for Georgia. Oh, okay. In my mind, I'm like, once they get a set, once they get the hotel built, will Lucasfilm or Repop look at them? <laughs> Because if they do a celebration in Atlanta, yeah. I'd lose my freaking mind. But, yeah, I would love that. And we could put on a great show for people here. Yeah. Uh, coming from out of town and and it'd be just a, an amazing weekend and we would do our best. But at the same time, like we're only six hours away from Orlando, which is in Disney's back door. And Disney's going to be like, no, we want people on property spending their money. We don't want you in Atlanta spending money, which right. is kind of like. Why did they choose Chicago? That was a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't know. Unless, the nice thing, huh? Go ahead. No, unless that was the time where George Lucas was trying to figure out where he was going to put his uh, museum, and Chicago may have given him a good deal or something. It could be something with that. Maybe. I, I, the nice thing about uh, Atlanta, it's a Delta hub, and you can get flights, and flights aren't usually outrageous. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. <laughs> I, you know what? And I'm cool with it. If that's what Disney wants to do with uh celebration is just bounce it back and forth between the coast every couple of years. That, yeah, that's cool. Cause it makes so, more sense to do that than to bounce it all over the country. The only thing that kind of stinks is we're so far away from that center, the Georgia dome. Yeah. Area. So people would have to travel far. Yeah. If we wanted to have parties. I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to do like a couple of days before or something, but that's that's if they decide to do celebration in Georgia, which I don't understand why they don't. But then again, if they want people because hell, we're like I'm sitting there going. You know, do I take Friday off from celebration and scoot over to Disneyland? (laughs) I'm serious, dude. I'm like, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, if I can go to Disneyland on Friday just to get some fresh air, change, change the scenery for a day. I know I'm a, it only give, limit my celebration to two days, but I mean, yeah. if, you know, because think about, I mean, if, if we get a club table, we're going to be in there on Wednesday setting up. So you're going to be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in that convention hall. That's a lot of time. Yep. But it's, it's all, it's one of those. It's just, it, it's awesome at the same time as it yep. is. Like I traveled all the way to California and all I saw was this convention hall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm there for celebration. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, I also want to be interested. I'm interested to hear any of our listeners, if they want to write in to let us know what they think about the hobby right now, what their take on, is it still like a hobby for you or is it becoming more an investment market? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are their thoughts? So if you've had time, send us a message on Facebook 
or send us an email at smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com because I'm curious. Right. How are I'm, cur- I'm curious to learn. Sum up your feelings in like a minute or two. I mean, how are you? How I mean, you may have explained it and I, I don't remember, but <laughs> what's your feeling? <laughs> Just listen to the tape. It's yeah. on tape. Well, that's what I the noise. You'll be listening to a radio show and they'll, they'll say something. And two minutes later, the guy asked the same question the guy just said. So you could tell somebody's totally not paying attention. So, right. But two, three minutes, just what are your feelings? Or what, what are you as a collector? Where's your mind going? As a collector, I have to shift what I'm focusing on. And as much as it, as great as it would be to have like the vintage Star Wars first release stuff, that's just not going to happen for me. Not unless I hit the lottery sometime soon. And then I invest all that money in another lottery, another 12 lotteries, and I hit those. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way I, I feel like I could afford that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm kind of priced out, and that's okay. So I just need to shift. Um, I don't need, and I guess, that's, I guess that's my thought, is that I just need to shift because it is becoming an investment. It's part of the reason why I got Salacious now. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I thought it was, it, was, it was a risk for me. Like, I don't do risks like this. I don't take financial risks. I, I don't he's an accessory like that's part of the reason why i was bringing it up is he an accessory is any a character because what did i what, what the hell did i buy i don't know i loved it which is why i bought it you bought a piece that you love that yes. could potentially turn into an investment piece right and i'm looking like 20 years down the road kind of yes. investment like at some point i probably will let it go but i'm not looking to let it go in the next 20 years <laughs> right. Well, if somebody offers you triple what you paid for it, you'd be like an idiot not to take it. And, well, then and- I guess I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've got numbers on everything, uh, you know. And I'm sort of in the same boat. I'm thankful that I got in on the bottom floor ten years ago, to, and I got some good deals along the way, and I, I had a lot of help uh, getting my collection to where it's at. Um, and I appreciate everybody that helped me to get to get it to where it's at. Cause I would, you know, you had, you'd work good deals with people. Um, but yeah, you do have to shift as. I don't know why I didn't think about this. Yeah. Can we pause for two minutes while I go? I have a price guide from the nineties. Okay. Which had all the vintage stuff. Yeah. Go for it. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, you're good, dude. I completely forgot that I had this book, and we're here. We're trying to wrap up, but I'm going back to the pricing and how things have increased. And so I have this is available like at Barnes and Noble or Walden Books back in the day. Star Wars Super Collector's Wish Book, written by Jeffrey Carlton. Um, I'm trying to find a publication date. 2002. It's all power of the force. Yeah, where's a Han Solo heavy assault rifle and blaster green card with picture new bubble eight dollars? <laughs> was that power of the force stuff or was that? Yeah, it's the power of the force stuff, which is kind of funny to look at. All the weapons, vintage weapons. Let's see a Yoda snake. Just 50. What the hell is it? 
This is riveting. Yoda Snake Orange, $8. Yoda Snake Brown, $14. Yoda Stick, $5. So that's on, just on the weapon, on the accessories. Accessories, yeah. Snice Doodles, microphone, $7, which... Oh, Jesus, that's like... One. I don't even want to know what the price is on those right now. So Boba I think Fett I need... Pistol. Boba Fett Pistol in 2002, $5. Um, I remember selling a lot of weapons for $5 because I was a freaking dumbass because I wanted... I was offering the lot for like $70 and it had a bunch of weapons with it. And some guy goes, how much you want for the weapons? And I said, $5. Look at the big one, Leia Blaster. It's not here. Oh, you it's don't a Princess have Leia. Princess Leia pistol. Six dollars. Oh my goodness. Vinyl cape, Leia. Five dollars. Uh, yep. I mean, those are way back in the day. But let me look at the carded stuff. So this is again 2000. Ooh, multi pad. Ooh, multi-packs. Uh, let's see. The most expensive multi-pack back then is the three-pack Darth Vader, Death Squad, Commander, and Stormtrooper uh-huh. for $800. Please, oh, please, oh, please, can I buy some more? These are the vintage stuff here. So uh, let me go back to 12-backs, Return of the Jedi, Power of the Force. Oh, I think it's all skip. Uh, it's all like uh yeah so um what i'm looking at here is han solo large head han solo small head 12 12 star wars pack so they're not differentiating between different card backs you know 12 back a 12 back b the case may be but they're saying 680 for a, a large head and a 670 for a small head where's boba fett um <laughs> Jawa 12 back plastic cape $2,750. is what you're saying? Yep, for 12 back Jawa plastic cape. Oh, that's in the K in the box. In, in the yeah, mint on card. Mint on card, $2,750. And then. Uh, Fuck! Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Boba Fett 21 back, $475 in 2002. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what are some of the other big ones? Uh, Boba Fett loose. It's just saying forty-five dollars. Which yeah, they're uh, all right. Let me. Let, I'm gonna look. Yak face. Yeah, dude. Boba, power droid, snaggletooth. Yak face weapon included. Power of the force packaging. Two thousand one hundred seventy-nine. So twenty-seven with the you know, on a card. Yak face. N- Weapon not included, one thousand nine hundred ninety-five. On a card, on a card. Those are on cards, yeah. All right, just just an AFA graded uh eighty plus uh Boba Fett is three hundred bucks on Hanks right now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, there's one that's eighty-five for four hundred. Jesus. And then the kicker. <laughs> uh Kenner um droid figures Boba Fett uh-huh. on card $1,085 that's in 2002. A ten, that's a 10,000 plus piece right now. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, I, I, are, I, 
I, I swear like three, four years ago, you could have got that for like 3K. Now it's 10. Probably. Arcade games, they even include those. Atari Empire Strikes Back, the arcade game for $1,100. The sit-down Star Wars case to 2200 They have prints in here. It's just, it's kind of crazy. They even have uh, celebration badges. Huh. All X Bulba for $133. That seems which kind that of seems a, a lot for today's price. For for just the celebration badge? Yeah, all access to Bulba. And they wanted $180 for it? $133. I don't do I know. Uh, no, I wouldn't want that. But I don't collect celebration badges. How much is the Sigma stuff now? Dude, that stuff's blowing my mind. I saw there's a art a C3PO in a turret, in a Hoth turret music box. I saw that was went for like two between two and two fifty on Deal or No Deal, which I think I paid twenty dollars for mine with the box. Let's see that here. I'm seeing Chewbacca, Vader, Java, and Yoda. What are they? Are they Chewbacca? Uh, is a Sigma piece. It's ceramic. Okay. Chewbacca's thirty bucks. Darth Vader's one twenty-five. Jabba's twenty-seven, and Yoda's forty. There, I think the the figures because they made like figures, little like four or five inch figures. Uh, I think those are going for many for around thirty bucks, thirty to fifty dollars, depending on which one you get. And then, like the music boxes have gotten crazy. I've got a Sigma frame, Darth Vader frame. I have no clue what that's going for. I think I paid ten dollars for it. I'm sure that's up fifty to hundred bucks right now. It that stuff's climbed so much. I'm really considering it. It's one of those things where you're looking at it, going, "I could sell that and make money." But I love the ceramic stuff, so I don't want to sell it. Bubble bath. We have bubble bath stuff no, here. I don't have the book. I think my wife has an Ewok bubble bath. The Wicket. Uh, let's see the Ewok, Wicket, the Ewok figure figural bottle. I guess that's it. Yeah, twelve dollars. Oh, geez. Chewbacca, think, which I almost bought for like 50 is 12. Yeah, those are going, but yeah, 50 would be probably about right, depending on the condition. Uh, buttons, they have the, uh, where's the, um, it's riveting podcasting, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just flipping through this thing. Oh, where are the vehicles? Vehicles, vehicles, because like, I just see the A-Wing. That's a calculator. That's not. Uh, there's a Tiger Electronics A-wing calculator for eighteen dollars at one point. These are all the trading cards in here. Coins. Oh my God. Kenner coins. <laughs> Boba Fett sixty-five dollars. A-wing pilot thirty-five. Well, Greedo's the tough one to find, right? I don't know. I don't know anything I about coins. He's the tough one. Uh, Greedo is one hundred and two dollars. Han Solo, Rebel, misspelling. I didn't know about that variant. I didn't like. I said I don't. I don't follow coins because that's another rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. Yeah, Han Solo, Rebel twenty. Han Solo, Rebel fighter seventy five. Han Solo, Rebel hero sixty five. Han Solo, Rebel misspelling two hundred and fifty dollars. Jeez. Like yeah, looking at all these coins, sail barge two twenty five. Sail skiff is two fifty. 
five, but like you can get to Warrock the Ewok ten dollars, um, EV ninety nine ten dollars, Emperor twelve dollars, Emperor Royal Guard fifty five dollars, Bib Fortuna. Wait, no, Boba Fett. Hold on. Boba Fett, they're listing for $12. Bib Fortuna, they're listing for $305. Those are the coins. Jesus, is it the gold Boba Fett? I know that one of the Boba Fett's go gold or something, and that's kind of the expensive one. No. Cookie jars for $200. Jeez. I'm looking for vehicles. Oh, they have the episode one cups. Remember those? The toppers that you would get from Pizza Hut, Burger King, Taco Bell, and... um. Yes. I, I, I have a story about that. My uh, in-laws came over one day and they're, they're poking around my collection and it's like, okay, what are they doing? What are they looking for? And they're like, okay, cool. You don't have it. And next time I saw them, they had a Saboba uh, cup topper. And I was like, yeah, Thanks. those are going for like $4 back then. Yeah. I don't know what they paid for it. It's somewhere. I either have it in my, in my uh, closet or it's is some I don't know where it's at. I need to uh hey micro machines. Uh-oh. No, go ahead, finish your I need to clean out that closet because uh my stepdaughter, daughter, I, I depends on what kind of mood I'm in as to what I call her. I love her to death, but uh anyway, you know how it is. It's your kid is acting up, but I love her, so don't don't take it the wrong way. I'm sorry. I, but anyway, she's got like five cases of books. She's like, I'm going to start a bookstore one day. So she's got five cases of books in my five totes full of books in my closet. And I'm like, I need to get rid of them so I can have storage. So I got to figure out how to get rid of them. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking at the micro machines, action fleet, uh, phantom menace stuff. They are not, they don't have the Royal starship or the, uh, battle cruiser. Huh? Oh, the the droid control ship. Now that kind of they're there, they're down there. Okay, hold on. Yeah, now is is fifteen and fifteen dollars each. Yeah. Wow. Now that the oh, you know what? What Hasbro? They switched from Galoob to Hasbro midway through the episode one stuff. So maybe that's why you can't find it. So that must be they continue the line, but they switched over. Um, for the Royal Ship, Royal Starship, Sith Infiltrator, Trade Federation Droid Control Ship, and the Trade Federation Tank. They switch over from Galoob to Hasbro at that point. You think maybe that's why you can't find them? Yeah, it must be why they're more difficult to find because Hasbro had just taken over. They probably had a low run of it or something. Yeah. Did uh, that, the Naboo, that looks like it's vac sealed, right? Yeah, it's vac metalized. Vac metalized, yeah. That's kind of cool. I didn't realize that. So that kind of makes it even more special in my mind. But anyways, I'm still looking for the vehicles. Bear with me for just a few minutes. Oh, they even have the Pepsi cans here. <laughs> Brazil, Australia, France, Germany, Holland, Japan. Japan are cool because they had two. Like the top half is like Darth Maul. Like one can is the top half of Darth Maul. Another can is the bottom half. They do that with... Uh, Newt Gray, Obi-Wan, Padme, R2, and Watto. Those are kind of cool. I've seen the Darth Maul one. That's that's kind of that's really cool. Oh, the uh the the Jar Jar Binks lollipop where you squeeze it and his tongue comes out. <laughs> yes. Two dollars. That's not creepy at all. 
Yeah, I want to suck on Jar Jar's tongue. <laughs> the pewters. There's no vehicles. Where's the vehicles? This is not very all-encompassing. Oh, here we are. Here's the vehicles. All right, all right. Um, let's see. Millennium Falcon Star Wars packaging, three hundred seventy-five dollars. Sonic welded Star Wars packaging, land speeder, five hundred seventy-five dollars. Imperial shuttle, Return of the Jedi. That's one that I want sealed. I don't know if I'll ever find that. Three hundred sixty-five dollars back in two thousand two. Wow, and that's sealed. That's sealed. Let's look at the A wing. A-Wing Fighter Droids Packaging, $520 wow. in 2002. That doesn't mean that people paid that price. That's just what they're putting the price on. Right. And All-Terrain alter, Attack Transport Empire Strikes Back, 289 Return of the Jedi, 225 Um. Oh, the Darth Vader TIE Fighter Star Wars with Collector Series Sticker, 225 what are some Tatooine Skiff Power of the Force packaging $580? Sand Crawler Radio Controlled uh-huh. Star Wars packaging $665. Please keep in mind that this is not factoring any grades. Yes. This is assuming that it's just in the box. Wow. What are some of the other big ones? Does it have the Falcon? Falcon, the Falcon and Slave Falcon? One. Falcon yeah, and the Slave Falcon. One. The Falcon was 375 in Star Wars. Okay. Return of the Jedi packaging 185 and Empire Strikes Back 255. They even included a loose price of $95 in 2002. And then um, you said Slave One. Empire Strikes Back packaging 185. Loose is $58. (laughs) Now you can't even touch it for. A sealed one for under a thousand. No. People are selling open ones that have been used for three hundred and fifty dollars with the box and everything. And just yeah. They include some uh, VHSs here, which are normally like twenty bucks. Uh-huh. They're really nothing special. They have video games here. Um I guess I'll just throw it. Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo, $65. That was the price of it when it came out. So there's nothing special there. Atari. Atari, 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 which is made by Parker Brothers. It's just $15. You've got your Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle Atari, $15. Jedi Arena, $15. Star Wars the Arcade Game Atari, which is I guess is a Sears exclusive, $15. They're all straight 15 in the package. You're not going to find that now. Yeah. They have like, oh, there's uh, the droid's lightsaber. Let's see. Uh, $165. Lightsaber Star Wars Kenobi Vader packaging, $235. Electronic Return of the Jedi, $435. The other thing to keep in mind is that there's all these sub markets that kind of grown out of the different variant card backs so when we we say something people will learn there's a variant so and then they'll collect variants but just variants they'll collect uh country of origin or the packaging um packaging 
country of origin, I guess, for lack of a better term. So all these different subgrades. So when they throw out a number for Star Wars, that doesn't include all the other different variants that make things more rare. So, yeah, that's um, that's a look through the uh, looking glass of 2002 and prices. And I'm, I'm sure we all know um, how much things have increased in value since then. Yeah. Sorry, there's a whole genealogy here for micro machines. <laughs> I got we, distracted. We just totally lost Jason. Yeah. We found micro machines. Hey, talk for a while while I re read this. <laughs> now, this is pretty cool. This is good because I want to do a, uh, I got to put a note there. They also have card backs here, but they kind of go through like the different card backs 12, 12, 1, 12, 2. I guess this is before they called them A and Bs. 12, 1, 12, 2, 12, 3, 12, uh, 21, 22, 23, 27. The black sticker is no longer used under the yellow sticker. It's like crazy how detailed they go into card back sometimes. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I just... <laughs> <laughs> that, took, that took an unexpected turn. Yes, it did. We just killed another 20 minutes of the podcast. All right. <laughs> Should we wrap it up? Oh, unless you got something else you want to talk about, I, I think we can. No, I think we're good. We should save it for next week. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could please leave a five star review, we're going to be very specific with that. We need five stars anywhere you listen to the the this show if it's allowed. It really helps us out. It helps with the analytic, not the analytics, the algorithms. You know, point people to our show. Um, follow us on social media. You can find Smuggler, Smuggler's Galaxy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Send us a message or email us. We love feedback and we always love to make you part of the show. Our email is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Hasbro, please re release VC66. Hashtag vote for your wallet. Make sure you find the. Um, I just lost my train of thought because I'm going off script. Make sure you find the art auction on Facebook and participate. That'll be going live 18th through the 20th of March. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.